Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. So close to Fright Fest, man. We are mere hours away as of recording before Fright Fest 2017. Are you excited? Hype train. Mm-hmm. The, All the, aboard. The... All aboard that Chucky hype train, hey? Yep, the Cult of Chucky hype train and the Death Note hype train. Hopefully both movies uh, are very good. Uh, excited for both of them. Um but first, we've got a little special show, haven't we, that we had in the uh, the back burner for a while now. Sneaky little special. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we really teased it on any of the shows, just in case it didn't happen. But um, if you've seen this, <laughs> if you've seen it on Twitter or just... anything, <laughs> we're not we're not the most reliable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Things do change. Things are subject to change, as is most horror releases. Um, so you know, we're yeah. just following. We the like trends. to keep it consistent. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we we realised we had a little gap before a massive schedule of work. We pretty much know our next six or seven films after this. So it's pretty crazy. Um, but we realised there was a free week, and we thought, why not we do a little special show talking all about Saw. Um, because we both love Saw and we're both uh, very very excited for obviously Jigsaw later this year um, Hype Train is firmly in place for that movie oh yeah movie. that is I feel like that's the first true one since 31 like for us yeah. personally you know we're, we're obviously oh yeah We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it with our love of Saw, but yeah, so we're, we're going to focus on obviously the first three movies uh, for the show because I feel like trying to talk about seven movies in one show would just be havoc anyway. Um, and I think it, there is a nice that jump Resident Evil point. retrospective. Yeah, <laughs> what was it like a million games? Oh god, <laughs> definitely Let's talk don't about forty-five video games. <laughs> um, we might we may have taken that away from the feed. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. If not, that's what I'll be doing later. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, get it while you can. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about... So look but... forward to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we will hopefully, if it, like, October, early October, we might try and squeeze in the remaining Saw films, because I, th- I, w- I think it would be good to talk about them as well. Um, yeah. But definitely the first three is uh, worth talking about. Um, so, before we get to that, there is a little bit of news. Um, for the longest time, up until today, this there was a whole one news story to talk about. Uh, <laughs> James Cameron. Yeah, well, that's I was going to say to you, just quickly <laughs> Google James Cameron to see if there's any news, which I might do in a minute while you're reacting to these ones. But um, they're both. These are both On definitely. It. These are both definitely worthwhile news stories. So you know, we may not have all my the last news. search is Terminator 2: Judgment Day in Odeon. <laughs> Actually, I remember I was reading some Robert Patrick quotes earlier, so I should have just pulled something <laughs> from that. Um, but yeah, uh, so these are both legit. So are you okay. ready? Because these I'm are ready. Good. So this one, I don't believe for a goddamn second, but it's being reported. So you know, let's do it. Basically, Jeepers Creepers free, which we know. Oh is come a thing. on! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to no? continue you know, James Cameron. <laughs> no, I'm not having that. <laughs> well, you know, the movie apparently has been made, and yeah, what well, cathedral? Was, well, we've seen absolutely nothing of it. Um, I mean, I've seen some trailers. <laughs> yeah, I know you have. Those are definitely <laughs> legit. Um, well, the best thing about this is, apparently, it's coming out September 26, 2017. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, this basically, it was uh, on an AMC release page. I'm assuming that's the production company or whoever's releasing it, the publisher um, or the distributor. And Is yeah, AMC not a t- uh, TV I thought, distribution? I thought that was like The Walking Dead. AMC's people. Walking Dead, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, this just sounds more believable by the it's second. More credible, um, more and more credible. Yeah, apparently, like bloody disgusting, did their own searching and they confirmed that that is true. So, you know, I don't even know what's going on here because I feel like Jeepers Creepers has at least some merit to the name. Um, so, like, I can't imagine this being like a oh, it's just on some demand services a day before. Do you know what I mean? Like two I feel like two days ago, 
Jeepers, Keep, Jeepers Creepers 3 gets new photos not coming in September like planned. That's okay. the headline of the right. article I've just found when I've okay, searched nice. Jeepers Creepers 3. This is a week old because we uh, recorded the show a while ago. There um, we go. So, yeah. um, I will just... Uh, this movie also sounds like a mess. Like I don't know if we really talked about with... it on the show. Isn't coming next month after all, with the film mistakenly announced the 26th of September release. We're oh, now sorry. getting word of a drastic change. Oh, awesome. Whilst it is true the film is getting a screening next month in LA, the film isn't officially debuting for months. Ah, okay. Um, well, that was a great news story. Um, I'm yeah, glad, I'm I mean, I mean, I mean, it does seem like it might. Well, I mean, they're saying it's a real thing. Hmm. There's apparently hit, there's a picture of the creeper apparently, and another. They've released two set photos, which is something. Right. Um. So yeah, apparently it's at Fandango. Oh okay. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that's that's um. So it seems like it. You know. Seems like it is a movie that they're saying is actually happening, but it doesn't yeah. sound like we're getting it in September. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought like October next year at the earliest for this one. So this that that was a weird streak, and I'm glad yeah. people have already realised that it's not true. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because yeah, we already have too much coming this year. Jeepers Creepers, you can you can go you can come next year. Um. Th- this next one though is really cool because um it, it's similar to what happened last year. I the Strangers it's, too. It's, no, so obviously <laughs> last year one of the coolest kind of news developments of the, of the year was when they obviously announced the woods, um, mm. and did all that teasing, and then it turned yeah. into Blair Witch. Right, best. Yeah, so I don't know if you've seen this. Um, no. but something similar has happened with Hatchet. Um, oh, okay. So I knew I, I've seen some Hatchet stuff, and I know that Hatchet has got the screening. Yeah, so it, it looked fishy from the get-go, because they were already recording, like, a live show as well, just talking about the Hatchet series, um, and they were going to be doing, like, a, a one-off 10th anniversary screening, mm. where they essentially said that there's going to be, you know, all these scenes that weren't in it before, and it's going to be a completely different cut. It's, it's like a new movie, and I was kind of like, that sounds weird. Um, it <laughs> turns out that they've secretly made a Hatchet reboot called Victor Crowley, um, and Fantastic. that is what has been shown. So, obviously, it got shown for the first time this week at, I think, another festival. That's um, awesome. And they have confirmed that that is what is going to be shown at Fright Fest as well. Oh, that's sick. Um, I was looking at that, and I was like, oh, that'd yeah. be pretty cool to watch Hatchet on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm really glad we're not seeing this one now. Mm. And, um, it, it's, it seems like it's really positive from the people that have seen it. Like, it's a breath awesome. of fresh air. Um, I, I don't even think I've seen the sequels. I've I, don't, I, I don't really think the sequels got overly stale for what the franchise wanted to be. The franchise is just always fun. Mm. Like... Uh, and the sequels. I mean, mm, I mean, I, I'm having a little bit of a flashback now about the old <laughs> ones, so maybe I'm maybe I'm over romanticising about it in my head. But I kind of remember them being funny. I mean, Daniel Harris. That's all I really remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely seen the first one and really enjoyed it. Um, oh, the first one's legit good. The other yeah. ones, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to put my um, hat on them. Um, Kane Hodder is returning, obviously, as Victor Crowley, which is good. Um, and yeah, that, that that was just a really cool news story that came out of nowhere. Mm. This cast. I hope he gets a demand release soon. Hopefully, yeah. Well, I reckon that might get a slightly bigger release. Um, I don't know. Yeah. There's a there's a cast here, and the only one I want to give a shout out to is um apparently it's starring in Practical Jokers Q. Um, of course. So yeah, I will look forward to seeing him get his head cut mm-hmm. off in some silly. Yeah. Way. Um, yeah. Saturday, Saturday, it's being shown. Yeah, a fright first. Yeah. yeah, and it's the uh, yeah tenth anniversary special event. You little trolls, still yeah. still showing it on the website. Yeah, they haven't updated it yet, but I'm pretty sure Fantastic. it's confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that that that's all the news. Excellent. So one that wasn't even remotely true, and one really good news story. So. Fifty mm. percent. 
It's not bad. Yeah, take that. That's about as uh, the ratio of the good Saw movies in the franchise, I would say. Whoa, zing! <laughs> so, sh- shall we talk about them? Let's do it. Let's talk about Saw 1 through 3. Where, where do we even begin with this franchise? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, man. I was, I was wondering where we were going to go with this. Like, there, there uh, is so much to cover, you know. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, there's seven movies across you know, well, seven consecutive years, and obviously it's been over 13 years since the original now. Um, I, think we, I think we have to just go back to the original. Like, yeah. you know, I think when you, when you talk about the original and you watch the original, you have to think of it as the standalone movie that it is mm. initially and what it was and what it meant and kind of what the hell it did to you when you first watched it, mm. uh, you know, and I think um, everything thereafter kind of, you know, you, you think about the Saw franchise and what it did, you know, the hostile movies that came out after it and just like mm. this spew of horror that was mimicking Saw. And, you know, we talk about these kind of, you know, in James Wan movies now, mm. what the the sort of thing that he spurned where we watched Annabelle Creation last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is what he was doing 13 years ago and reinventing horror. And I just I wish the guy would do something more saw like again mm. and get us get us you know back on back on track with that sort of well, thing. I'd love to instead see what this. his kind of third reinvention of horror would be. You know, because well, yeah, they, they were clearly the biggest, the last two biggest trends of horror. Um, was obviously the, the kind of possession haunted movies that are going on right now. Yeah, and I'd say he's he's you know fairly largely responsible for it, but Paranormal Activity has a large part, mm. part to play in that as well. I don't know. Uh, Paranormal predates Conjuring. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. So you know, but but Saw certainly um, is is was the one thing that set that tra- trend. You know. Yeah, which um, is really obviously bizarre. there'll be you know you, you can talk of you know I'm sure people will cite films that predate it, but Saw is the one that got the trend going. Yeah, I mean when a movie makes like what was it a hundred million dollars off a million dollar budget, like that is when it's going to be bad, eh? <laughs> yeah, um, you know I think I think I don't know if we talked about this or what, but yeah, people like cite it as being one of the most profitable movies ever made, um, mm. which is just crazy when you think about it. But yeah, like obviously. Um, the trend we're talking about with Saw is like the kind of torture porn subgenre, mm. um, and and it's really bizarre when you obviously watch Saw and think like this is where a lot of people think of that because it's like the movie isn't remotely a torture porn movie. No, um, it barely it has becomes, any scenes they, of torture. Like it, there's literally like yeah. maybe one or two scenes that you could even remotely consider to have. I mean, haven't haven't watched you know haven't just watched the tril- trilogy now. Like they mm. get progressively more torture porny. Yeah, hundred um, yeah, percent. I think that you was know, consistent for the, this, the entire this, franchise. You know, I think I think if we, I mean, obviously we're not going to synopsize the movies. Uh, yeah, and also I think at I this point, to say, and but it goes without saying, the full spoilers for every sort. Yeah, film. yeah, we're <laughs> just we're just straight up going to be talking about the franchise. Um, yeah. But like rewatching Saw, this is one of the first times that I've watched Saw in a long while, and it really. I'd forgotten how indie this film is yeah. watching it. Like it's so raw and and just kind of so bare bones, but but perfect because of it. And like mm. so simplistic. And um, as soon as you get to two, it already has got a lot more clout behind it. Mm. And then three, like massively so. And then obviously, you know, 
the sequels that we're not going to talk about massively right now are just more and more it's more and more of this kind of high production it's even just like the music and the mm. the, the even like the opening credit like um budget that's gone into the 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 um animations for it and yeah. stuff you know um it, it's just really funny to see how this this franchise just went from nothing to just 100 miles an hour yeah one of the things um, i always thought about saw when i when when they were originally coming out was kind of like that one-upsmanship feeling when you mm. watch them where it was a case of like and especially like the later films um where it really does feel like man they really do want to just keep one up and where it's like here's this crazy visual thing and what oh what are they going to do next year and like obviously they're already working on it because yeah. i think that was one of the things that was mental that we always talked about at the time was how they literally released one of these a year consistently yeah. for seven years it was years the call of duty of horror movies yeah but which is mad though because obviously yeah. a lot of the same people were working on it so it wasn't like mm. a case of like they did pretty much have you know six to nine month schedules for these films yeah um which is super impressive especially considering the early ones like because saw was so massive like i wonder when a sequel was greenlit like obviously yeah, the movie crazy. came out in like october 2004 um at what point does that movie get big enough to where they're like okay we need a saw 2 and we need it to be next october i mean um, i mean like dialing it right back like i had i wasn't as switched on to obviously i was a massive horror fan but i mm. wasn't so into kind of searching for news and getting excited for movies and i just remember like there being a mainstream buzz around saw when it came out mm. and you know there was the iconic poster of the foot and um it just just it was it was everywhere and i was just like i've got to go see this movie mm. um and it was one of the first times in a long while that um back then that i went to see a movie because a horror movie because of the advertising and, mm. and kind of the buzz that was around it um horror movies were always more of a thing that i was just catching at video stores when when they when they'd been released because mm. they you know cinema horror had gone away for me at that point you know and um saw definitely brought it back and it made it an experience every year and it was the you know it was the what crazy stuff are we going to see in the trailer like what what are we going to get from these posters like to see what the hell the traps are going to be and just it was the whole spectacle of it every year yeah. thereafter mm. um but that's why i think like there was so much buzz around this first one when it came out um but i think it it's funny because it, it's so different to all the other movies yeah um to me i think this movie is like an absolute masterpiece it's one of the one of the best horror movies um of all time uh i think kind of you know it's it's more of a mystery movie than anything else yeah it's like a mystery because, thriller, pretty much yeah because you are just taking kind of adam and dr gordon's journey and kind of like where the hell are they and like i just love how this room was just they you know they wake up and there's nothing there and then they slowly start to find things you know they find the x on the wall break that find stuff they they go into the toilet system find stuff um you know smash the window and see the camera and it's just suddenly like this this room that has looks like it's got nothing in it, it has so many mysteries to tell mm. um and even like when you get to the second movie and suddenly it's a house like the whole house um mm. It, it there's it's a lot easier to have mysteries and a trap in each room but like this first one was so minimalistic and it was just this game that was set up so perfectly 
Yeah, um, about it being one room as well. When you have like that big reveal being staring you in the face for the the entire film, mm. um, I think that's one of those things that obviously, like obviously, that is the big moment of Saw. Um, I, it's the most memorable moment. Is I I think it's what makes it even a franchise because up until that point, it's... it is obviously Adam and Gordon's story, mm. which is absolutely fascinating for one film. Um, yeah, you can't build a franchise out of that. So it is until you kind of and and even with um. Uh, Zep, you know, it's like oh, okay, he has different connections to Gordon and Adam, so this all ties together nicely, and it's like a fun mystery thriller. And, and then as you're finding out what happens, but then once you get that big reveal, that's oh, not yeah. only perfect for this film, it then completely creates your lead character for a franchise. You know, it's mm. it's crazy how they obviously it's, got Tobin Bell, but he's barely in the first one. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know, you hear his voice a lot, which is uh, I think why they obviously got him because he has a really iconic oh, voice. Yeah. But you don't really get to see him act much until obviously the second one. No, it. It's, it's it's the perfect reveal and it's the first time that you hear that music mm. that's just so like not not just like directly linked to saw it's linked to horror of the last 15 years mm. you know how often do you hear that that music now yeah um but this was the first time and just that that reveal where kind of you know you've you like shit's shit's going down all over the place and the music slowly is in the background and then as it amps up he stands up and it's just that it's that holy shit moment that you you want from every Saw movie to like come running out of the cinema to like just talk about like did you see the twist oh my god it's a twist do you know what I mean and it's mm. it's a weird thing because you know M Night has issues with that with his films and, and Saw did towards the end where mm. because you're watching the movie for a twist it makes it so much difficult to give a twist mm. whereas like this was so perfect because like you say you're just enjoying the story and you're like oh it's coming together really well and you know no no one thinks there's a twist in this movie the first time they watch it no um you know no no one's thinking of the guy in the middle of the room um and all the and, clues you know, to a wider game are so minimal like they they throw them at you so much and obviously re-watching it now with the knowledge that we have um, mm. it becomes glaringly obvious that there are there is more going on and, and obviously with the games and such and i think that's one of the most clever things obviously re-watching the, the first three recently like um mm. The, the writing is so tight and they really do you know you really have to hang on every word he says i think that's such an important thing yeah um and so yeah like like you say the fact that they set up the twisting like it's weird that that became a hallmark of saw because i wouldn't consider that you know if i'd have seen saw mm. um, and, and was one of the people that was you know tasked with making more sequels i wouldn't have thought that was the thing that had to always be there do you know what i mean no it's like that is the that is the, what happens at the end of this film but you i think like i say it, it is that popcorn you know horror kind of leaving the cinema buzzing about the the twist though that, that that's what saw was kind of became like you um, think the new one will be so like inherently kind of uh, built I, I, around a twist? I genuinely just don't know what the hell they're going to do with a new one. Um, just in terms of like, you know, how how much you know it's going to stay, you know, character wise and everything else. And like, I can't, I can't even remember where we where we were at a hundred percent with with Saw Seven. You know, yeah. so I need, you know, we're going to we'll obviously try to re- rewatch them all. <laughs> yeah, but um. I think like um, one of the um, interesting thing as well is that when I when I f- first watched these like especially the opening trilogy I had like I believed the jigsaw mantra so much that mm. he was this guy that was not killing people picking bad people and 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 trying to make them better and watching it this time I I just like see it from a completely different point of view where I'm like. <laughs> yeah. 
Jigsaw's not that guy at all. He's not mm. the guy he pretends to be. I, but I genuinely did even even like up until watching these just now, I was like, yeah, Jigsaw's pretty much just like he gets a little bit jaded, and his other people, fair enough. But he was pretty genuine. I'm like, he's not genuine at all. Mm. Like he straight up murders a cop. He murders the, multiple the, cops throughout yeah, all the films. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just in the first one, like, straight yeah. up murders a cop that's done nothing. In the beginning he has of a, two, he kills loads as well. Yeah, he has a guy in uh, in his um, workshop just as as a trap, you know, mm. just in case, just to to, you know, yeah, just to like, help. Who is that guy? Yeah. yeah, that guy is, that guy's not, you know, and then... Obviously, they can um, easily write that off by being like, oh, he was a rapist, and then you just never find out. But yeah, like... well, fair <laughs> enough, but the but the police officer, and then, and then like, even, even like, the guy with the... Um, uh, flame and yeah. the uh, and the razor wire guy, yeah. like both of those, just don't stand a hope in hell's chance. Don't get me wrong; at least <laughs> it's not quite as bad as Amanda's traps when we get to Saw Three. But like, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying like Jigsaw straight up wanted to kill these people and and just did it in a crazy cool way. I think, but um, yeah, I'm rewatching it, almost... it. Like Zep was the character that I was really most confused by that I wanted to bring up because mm. I I like. <sighs> what is his role you know he's obviously been told by jigsaw what what his game essentially is is that he needs to keep gordon's family yeah um you know kidnapped or whatever and then obviously if he doesn't pass if gordon doesn't pass his game he needs to execute gordon's family mm. um essentially it's he's coughing a lot as well which is it's implied that he's you know been poisoned with something that's obviously if he doesn't yeah. do what he says then he doesn't get the antidote um yeah you know what why is it why is zep a bad person why is he getting involved in all this yeah who the, who the hell knows like because we have the, no because he seems like the nicest guy in the whole thing from yeah. what we've what we saw the, of him from the very little we see him in saw one he's kind of nice to to better to john um more yeah. so than gordon um treats him with more respect when gordon says a passing comment about you know he he always oh, just has this tumor he's like oh he's so much more than that um he seems like a nice guy he obviously he seemed, has a i mean the, uh, for gordon yeah so maybe he was just doing it out of the frill for, for wanting to you know harm gordon um it just i don't know that that entire character was one of the biggest kind of plots yeah well, i mean I because with zep you, you just don't with zep you don't know 100 percent that he's playing a game do we mm. we don't know if he's in a game because well, i know he, i know he no, we says do, because to... he finds he, uh, adam finds his tape and that's the reveal oh he does yeah yeah and yeah like, he just doesn't zep. yeah true so he doesn't but he doesn't say in the tape why why zep i don't think so i think i might have to no. maybe just rewatch yeah, that bit. but i was definitely. really paying attention because and i'm yeah. sure he just says like basically you know here's your game or whatever like, mm. <laughs> i don't know yeah i thought that was a weird one yeah i think the thing is is like i say watching this again i realize that jigsaw is just a serial killer yeah which is which is better he doesn't need to be on this high you know high horse he's a serial really killer that, that picks people though like, yeah for sure but i i want it to be a thing where jigsaw is a serial killer you know mm. and he, he was a serial killer he selected people and instead of killing them putting them in these crazy cool traps and i'm like mm. i actually feel better about that than this kind of trying to give him this status and this thing where he's like oh he's kind of a good guy it's like no i want him to be a villain you know mm. i want him to be straight a bad guy so like watching at these you know again is kind of you know i i enjoy this perspective a lot more yeah definitely um I think, but yeah um, i just 
like one of the things obviously you're talking about saw one like um a, a little bit of kind of background on it before we dive into you know the rest of the movie and the sequels mm. um in case people don't know um obviously this was uh, james one's like big breakout here obviously one of the mm. most biggest names in the genre now um but yeah he, him and lee uh Wannell obviously like co-wrote co-wrote the film together um both from originally from australia um, mm. came up with this idea lee um, lee plays adam if people don't know yeah, as well. exactly um they they obviously came up with this idea they essentially wanted to make like they knew that their first film was going to have a small budget so the hence why mm. they came up with the idea of just oh how about a room with two people in it um and then they came up with the you know with obviously the idea of jigsaw and it obviously spawned yeah. out from there um but they kind of flew to america to get them the, the movie made because there just wasn't enough uh, distributors who wanted the movie in australia um mm. and, and for people who haven't seen it they filmed like a short film called uh, saw yeah um for five thousand dollars um which is pretty cool because it's on all of the sort of releases if you've got like mm. saw on dvd or blu-ray it's on there um and, and it's really cool because it's kind of it's amanda's section of the film mm. um but with adam playing that yeah. character <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a really cool match well, with, yeah um is he um is it adam or is it just a different character oh we don't we i don't think they ever i, I can't actually remember no so it was lee playing the, yeah, yeah lee, lee's lee, playing yeah. the character but yeah we just don't know yeah who it is but he's basically yeah it's doing the amanda scene yeah, he has the reverse mm. bear trap. On. See, um, even that, uh, the Amanda scene, the guy that's in the room, mm. like, what's that guy done? Like, he's yeah. just there to get straight up murdered. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, so it's many... awesome. That's the thing. Like, I'm not picking it apart. Apart, I was just, it was funny seeing that, like, mm. like wave of realisation come over me. I was like, Jigsaw's just a yeah, straight up so killer. Many, there are so many <laughs> random pawns that really aren't explained. Like, yeah. I, do, I do think, obviously, they could easily explain them. Um, but they just choose not to. Um, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, like you say, he just gets he just gets murdered for no reason. Mm. Um, but, yeah, obviously, they made the short film as a kind of, um, you know, to show people this is the kind of style of, of film we're going for. Mm. Um, and that's how they, they originally got it made and how they originally, um, you know, there was essentially the producers, uh, Mark Berg, who, who kind of oversees the entire franchise. They essentially formed Twisted Pictures, who was obviously linked to this film, to distribute mm. this movie. Um, so, you know, they... they, they there was a lot of risks that had to be taken for this movie to be made. Mm. I mean, that's that's certainly something that will get forgotten, seeing as it's spawned. You know, I think they've they've crossed, or I don't know how much money they've crossed worldwide over all the movies, but it's a lot of money. Um, yeah, it became a huge franchise. Video games, theme parks. Yeah, like every you know, Saw became this big breakout hit that we haven't seen since you know, like the I would say like probably the eighties. You know icons you know like the people yeah. like freddy potentially scream you know yeah exactly like it was so uh you know well known within the horror genre um but it's, it's crazy to think that it all stemmed from this one thing that mm. you know the production volume uh, budget is supposedly between one and 1.2 million dollars um we talk a lot on the show about when we see like smaller productions that really stand out and that's one of the craziest things watching this film yeah. It's like, it, you know, apparently Amanda, all of her scenes took just one day they had for her. <laughs> and it's like they had two days for all of Danny Glover's scenes. And then, like, it's crazy when you when you obviously yeah, you hear about these types of stories. Um, you know, I think it really helped in the end. Like the fact that it does feel like this really underground film. Yeah. Um, where they obviously use a lot of jump cuts. There's a lot of like still photography and um there's there's some terrifying scenes in this film as well the the kind of when um adam gets kidnapped uh you know that scene with the 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 photo flash going off like it's such a simple thing but it was shot so well and it was so freaky Mm. um obviously the when dr gordon gets kidnapped as well and the you see the you see jigsaw come out the back and Mm. kind of 
the way he creeps you you're just like the first time you watch it you, you you're not sure whether it is like an animal or something mm. like a monster because um you know it's around you know it's around that time where you know you, you're thinking you know what is this is it going to be supernatural or is it going to be grounded yeah um but yeah i think it's it's funny to see as well like like transition into like saw 2 the budget goes up like four times for saw 2 straight away yeah um i don't know is there anything else you want to say about saw 1 i don't know really like it, it's difficult um you know just talking about the original because it's so you can't not watch this movie and think about the sequels now mm. um I, I think going back and re-watching it like a few things that just stood out for me was the fact that how small jigsaw is in this film mm. um obviously it's like he goes on to become the lead antagonist but i feel like if it wasn't for the the strong uh, performances from you know both the lead actors mm. um it wouldn't have been as good um i do think it's obviously super interesting obviously lee who's you know he doesn't do like a super amount of acting but he does some um that was kind of that was part of their main uh reasoning for wanting to get the movie made was like they could have sold the script to multiple people and made a little bit of money but yeah. they were convinced that it had to be lee had to be acting and james had to direct um, yeah that's think, awesome yeah and i think that's so cool that that actually did happen um, yeah and i mean good. it reminds me of like the story of hellraiser that's kind of what happened there where you know a group of people wanted to make the movie because they wanted to be able to make movies so they wanted credits yeah exactly. yeah they wanted acting directing editing credits and everything so that's where their movie was made and because they were so passionate it's made one of the best horror movies of all time you know in both scenarios yeah definitely um but yeah it's just a, a phenomenal film like, i completely yeah. agree with what you said about it one of the, definitely one of the best of all time yeah um i, I think i'm really excited to kind of talk about the sequels because i think saw is one of those movies that does get a lot of attention yeah um and then people kind of throw in two to seven within the same bag um and i think that's a completely you know wrong thing to do because they really really vary in quality yeah um, well obviously we'll we about. can't yeah we can't talk about the latter ones yet yeah. until we've rewatched them but certainly mm-hmm. yeah like watching two i think i think two is a fantastic sequel to mm. one um i think it kind of goes goes the way that that it needed to go for a yeah. franchise which p- possibly when we talk about later entries into saw it doesn't do that um mm. but i think it goes in a fantastic direction i think the um i really enjoy in this one like you say the first film having no jigsaw to this film having straight up jigsaw throughout the entire movie because basically the whole movie is a juxtaposition between uh eric matthews and jigsaw and then and then all the people in the in the house yeah that's Um, where they kind of started this thing that continues a lot throughout the movie where mm, you kind of have a main game going on in the background um, yeah whilst there's also like this other obviously scene that happens in in Mm. two and three yeah um, with with jigsaw but yeah like the the jigsaw and detective matthew stuff is really interesting it keeps you like uh interested throughout and then obviously you know they throw you back to the game to get you like a little bit of gore in um Mm. i I think obviously this is the template for the franchise going forward yeah very much so like the the sequels feel more like oh they made a bunch of sequels to saw 2 than oh they made yeah and i think that's probably why they get bunched all together you know Mm. two to seven because because one is very different to the entire franchise yeah um definitely you know but i i do personally still think two is a fantastic movie as well oh yeah Um, for sure yeah some of the traps uh you know the the needle scene is is just like it's just so awful even watching it now 
Yeah, I didn't um, think it would still get me, and I was proper mm, like freaking out watching it. Like my hands are sweating just thinking about yeah. it now. Like I was clenching so much. Like you know, that, and, that uh, and the guy getting set on fire is really good. Yeah, well. like, exactly. And, and even even the even the um the the girl that the the woman that puts a hand in the box, the perspex yeah. box with the glass, and it's like mm. or the the metal, and it's like cutting her up. It's just like it looks awful. That like everything in it, one like one of the silliest ones. I think that trap, um, like her reasoning to doing it is pretty silly. Um, it's silly, but but it's kind of like once it happens, it's just it still looks just awful. Yeah. I um, like thought that was worse as well than I did, you know, because I always thought like, oh, you know, it's so stupid that you put these hands in things. But when you actually watch it in the context of the movie, like at that point, she's already coughed up blood multiple times. Yeah, she's so woozy that you already got the guy going crazy, killing everyone. Like they yeah. are in the worst place ever. I'm not surprised she would do like one last ditch attempt to try and save her life. Yeah, and like yeah, she thinks she's done anyway, and she sees a box with the the, the antidote mm. in, and she goes for it. What, yeah. I, what I do find is hilarious is how she pulls the needle, the syringe up and, pull, yeah. and like just pulls the stuff out. I'm like, that was unnecessary because <laughs> her hands were trapped anyway. Like, why did she well, do no, such a dumb... Well, no, her hand was trapped. She put one hand in, pulled the syringe up, and then she yeah. put her second hand in just to kind of mop up the juice with her fingers. Yeah, exactly. And then realizes she can't get it out. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I thought that could have been done done better. But once, once the hands are in, then it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> As I one think, would say. Like, exactly. I think, like, um, obviously we talked about it, but I think this one has probably had the hardest job out of all of them, and, like, how do you make a sequel to one of the mm. best movies ever made? Um, yeah. It's probably the most important saw in the entire franchise, and I think it just does a well, really it makes job it, it makes it a franchise. franchise. Exactly, you yeah. Know? Like, without these building blocks, without making Jigsaw a character, mm. without also making a twist which is, like, as good as the first one, which I think, obviously, as time goes on, like, it's a shame that they had to keep doing that, because they obviously came up with a cool idea for Saw 2, so they did yeah. Yeah. And it was like it was only because they had a, an idea that was worthy. Like I think that yeah. use of time was phenomenal. I wouldn't have seen. You know, I never saw that coming when I first watched it. No. Where it was like, oh my god, you know, I never would have got the idea of it's not a live feed; it's already recorded. And, well, obviously... and it's because it's uh, like the thing about these. The thing that I love about the Saw movies is that final ten minutes, the first yeah. time you watch it, where mm. everything starts going fast. You get this fast cut going on. The music kicks in the traps are coming to fruition and you're just like oh my god what's going on what's going on what's going on mm. like in this one you've got matthews he's in the house like jigsaw's mocking him like he's all he kept saying to him throughout the whole movie like you think you're in control but you're not and everything and you're like oh you just know <laughs> you know that jigsaw's on something here and you're like what the hell's it gonna be yeah. and then like um and then like as that's happening it's reveal it's revealing that they're in the bloody bathroom from the original yeah. And you're like, holy shit, what's going on here? And then suddenly it kind of cuts to the cameras, and um, you know we we see that the SWAT team aren't in the building, and that that there's this yeah. And then when he pauses the tape, it's just like, holy mm. shit, like yeah. just yeah, you're just not a, a, yeah. It's a twist from out of nowhere, just like the first one. Yeah, you know. I think it, it really solidifies what Jigsaw is all about, where he, you know, you really have to listen to every single word he mm. says, because that's that's one of the kind of throwaway things on the tapes in the first one, and I think it's, they do a really good job of picking up on that and, and seeing yeah. Jigsaw actually <clears throat> speak to someone, you know, he keeps saying over and over again, you just gotta sit here and talk to me and your, yeah. your son will be found in a safe place, and when you watch that you think, ah, he's bullshit and you don't know what's going on, he's in this house, yeah. there's all these people trying to kill him, he's poisoned, when in reality... What I think he says like safe true. and secure, doesn't he, or something? Yeah, he does yeah it's just like oh, it's just yeah. When you watch it; it's amazing. Like <laughs> that was like the one of my favorite things because obviously.
honestly, I think this is pretty much the most we see of Jigsaw. Like, obviously, I can't remember yeah. in the later ones how much we see in flashbacks. Um, yeah. But in Saw 3, Cer- he's in, like, an certainly... awful place. So, obviously, yeah. 2 is, like, the peak of Jigsaw in the franchise. Yeah, certainly, certainly 2 is the most Jigsaw, Jigsaw we see, like, in, in, in like... Uh... Real, you know, current time, no flashbacks mm. or anything. It's just current Jigsaw, not completely bedridden. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I thought bringing back Amanda was amazing as well. Like, yeah. I remember when I first saw saw two and like didn't recognize her you know with the short hair mm. and when they obviously show the flashback and it's like oh she's the you know the one person who survived yeah um, so that was like an awesome well yeah then they, then of they kind film. of show um, her with with the with the uh cut uh wrist wrist uh wounds yeah. and like she's like i wasn't looking after myself and it's like oh you jigsaw's got you again because yeah. you've you know you've messed up and then the amanda reveal is still one of my kind of it's it's one of my biggest kind of like disappointments with the franchise that amanda wasn't given chance to be more of yeah, definitely. like i loved the 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 reveal of her as a villain and i would have mm. loved to have seen amanda take the helm as jigsaw kind of in in the later movies whereas that uh, they're still because oh, because obviously most of them are still trying to play out jigsaw's plan stuff mm. he set in motion after his death um but um she could have been the one carrying it out more in in the later movies because I think she was a great great villain and shame that kind of it came to an end to me too soon in the franchise. But it was also it was an awesome moment. But oh yeah, I completely agree. Like you I, know, like we you know when they reintroduce her and it's obviously you know, mm. she's been bad again. Like I think that's a great moment, and then you kind of forget. You're like, oh, that's the reason why she's here, and you move yeah. on. So you really don't see her as being the final thing that's revealed. No. Um, so that just works super well. Like you say, it leaves the franchise after two in a great place. Um, yeah. And it's also it's already been set up in the first one, which is again so brilliant. What like in these first three films, it's one of the best things about rewatching them is that they really set up little things in such fantastic ways. Like when she does her police interview in the first mm. film, you know, she's like, "He helped me," and it's just one of those lines that's kind of in the moment. You kind of like that's a bit odd, um, or you know, you can kind of see her point of view, and then you just forget about it. But then like the context yeah, it's PTSD of that line, in there, isn't it? exactly whereas having watched these films now and you're kind of like oh my god like at that point she was already working with john like it's so fascinating to see that Mm. um like you say i think she was the perfect protege for him and it's a shame obviously when we get to free yeah what happened i think Um, it does it does feel like someone was like the 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 guys behind uh two because obviously lee lee's got the writing credit for it but uh yeah uh, it seems like Daryl Lynn Bozeman is the guy that you know he was the he directed it and he's yeah. got the other writing credits. So it seems like he he was more of the one that took the helm of the writing. Um, and like he just seemed like such a student of the first one mm. in order to kind of have um, obviously you know so much knowledge and to take that little Amanda thing and go with it so much and to take like the jigsaw videotapes and have jigsaw in real life give all these clues and that I think it's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he, like, obviously we'll talk about it free as well, um, and kind of the involvement of each of the people, you know, across the first three, um, mm. after we've talked about Saw 3. But I think one of the things worth talking about now is he, he just does a great job of making it proper feel like a Saw film. Um, yeah. and, and again, it's like something like that. Oh, it's easy to say that now. Um, but, you know, at the time, it didn't have James Wan attached to it. He wasn't the director. It was a different guy in the seat. You know, he had a f- extremely limited time, r- regardless of whether he had a bigger budget than James ever had. Like, the the time frame of getting this movie out the following Halloween 
like you say, I don't know when this movie even got into pre-production because they would have had to have known that Saw was a success before they made Saw mm. 2. You know, it wasn't like nowadays when you already have like four movies on the on the back burner. Um, so I think it's incredible what he done to make it really feel like a Saw movie to, to, to tie in so well. Like the script in this film, I think, is exceptional. Yeah, um, definitely. Obviously, we, we talked about the main game as well. I think that's the perfect escalation a- again. Like it's so weird talking about these sequels because so many things that he did so well so early on is kind of the, one of the so, a lot of the main reasons why the series turned <laughs> so rubbish. It's um, um... one of the best things in Saw Two was that escalation of the traps because obviously the first film film just had the room yeah it's like how do we want up that a house and i think that's the perfect (laughs) next step whereas obviously once you make seven of these movies and you have to keep exactly you have to keep one up oh let's have the entire earth in a trap you know that's that's where you get (laughs) let's get the lead singer of lincoln park yeah um sorry um I was just looking at Darren Lynn Bozeman's uh, IMDb. He directed yeah, Saw two, three, and four. Yeah. Um, he also he's also directed Mother's Day mm-hmm. that we absolutely love, and an Abattoir, which yeah, was a which film we really wanted to get to from last year. And a, and a segment of Tales uh, from Halloween, Tales of Halloween. Mm. Yeah. So this guy is like on fire. Yeah. Makes me want. A... Really makes me want to watch Abattoir film. now. Yeah, I know. We we had that on the back burner for a while. Mm. Like, it's definitely one I've wanted to check out because yeah, like yeah. I, I remember Repo was his first big film after Saw. Mm. Um, I I remember I think it was at the time was that Repo was the idea he had you know uh, years before. Um, yeah, and that was the movie that he wanted to get made. But considering how niche that is, it was never going to happen. So it was kind of like yeah, I'm pretty sure it was after three. It, it was, was after, like yeah. I'm not going to do another Saw movie, and they were like, look, if you come back for four we'll yeah. make repo for you and so that's what happened yeah um which you know we'll, we'll talk about for saw for later on which i i you know i i'd have only seen a few times but i don't have very good memories of that film no i um, need to watch it again before i give an opinion yeah definitely i like off but... the top of my head now I'm, i think five is the only other other one i enjoyed but mm. i'm hoping that's wrong having to rewatch them <laughs> um, especially because you know obviously we're kind of slowly going into saw three now but rewatching them again it's like they're so good. Like, I don't think they get the credit. I honestly don't think this franchise gets the credit it deserves. No, I don't. Um, obviously, because of this, the sequelitis, and there is some bad ones, like, mm. I don't think I'm going to watch... I don't think when we rewatch four, uh, four to seven, I'm going to love them all, <laughs> you know, because I no, it'll be it'll be an intro, it'll be much end. more of an interesting show because certainly this trilogy. I think if this trilogy, you know, when we now we transition to three, like, it, if this was three standalone movies, we would be comparing this to the the I think all of the horror best horror franchises of all time. Like th- this would be deemed one of the perfect trilogies. I think if it ended um, after Saw 3, it is the best horror trilogy of all time. But obviously, yeah. that is incredible hindsight. And I also think you could say that about a lot of horror franchises. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I was going to say maybe. Um, but, but definitely it would be in the conversation. Because I think just the way it does all tie in. And... Um, one of my biggest problems with Saw Three first what when I when I first watched it was Jeff. Yeah. For me and like, uh, like for me I was like, why is it that this is the dude that gets mm. to beat Jigsaw? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know why I ever really thought that because it's just like he doesn't beat Jigsaw. Like, well, mm. I, not that I, not that I ever thought he beat Jigsaw, but the guy that gets to kill Jigsaw. Yeah, no, I hundred percent know like, what you mean. Yeah. And I'm like, no, because he isn't the guy that gets to kill Jigsaw. It was just mm. like Jigsaw knew he was on a clock and yeah, decided to design a game that. Yeah, to he be was just like he lost. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, because yeah. no, it wasn't even a game that Jigsaw lost. Oh, no, not Jigsaw lost. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just, it's yeah, just another yeah. game that another yeah, he was, person he was lost. The, yeah. yeah, he was the final... You know, he just wanted to give one final twist and found mm. the perfect people to do that on. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the thing kind of... I mean, I know I'm skipping I to the end here. I agree with you what you said but, there, though, because I yeah. remember feeling that way as well. Yeah. Um, when this movie first came out, it was kind of like this is the guy that killed Jigsaw, yeah. but then, yeah, you, obviously, yeah. it's it's not that case at all. Like, he was, from the get-go, he was a ticking time bomb. That's obviously what's in place. It's the whole reasoning behind why he's Jigsaw. Um, yeah, and, like, he found the, the perfect kind of people he could do the trap on, you know, with, mm. with kind of uh, Dr. Lin, isn't it? Or Lin, yeah. anyway. Um, she's, you know, able to keep him alive you know they've had this tragic thing happen to them jeff's going through the traps while she's working on him for the big kind of finale Mm. um and like when like when this all kicks into place in the finale as well like it's just that that last like 30 seconds of the movie i was just like oh my god this is just so perfect like it gave me it gave me massive chills because it's just giving you like it gives you that crazy sore cuts and then suddenly it just goes into hyperdrive and gives you just the entire trilogy in like fast cuts <laughs> for 20 seconds. Yeah. And then like ends with Jigsaw bleeding out, like just like with the tape playing, revealing like his final like F you. Mm. And I was just like, oh man, this is just, that's sick. Like that's an awesome way to end it where it's not, Jeff is nothing to do with it. You know, mm. Jeff is just now trapped in this room to die. Like he's just another victim. It's, the, the the end of that movie is you know jigsaw and his final kind of just like my, the final trap that came into fruition hmm. um, yeah i mean i always considered like saw free as kind of the main ending of this of the franchise and then it was like everything after that was kind of an epilogue i think obviously i, I don't want to go too much into the ending now because there's a lot i want to talk about before that yeah um but the, the only thing i didn't like about the end of this movie is the reveal of like oh i've got your daughter and you have to play this game um i see why that's there but i would have liked it if it was just like everyone just dies in the room and that's that um mm. because that would have been the end for me of saw 3 but obviously that there is the tease for saw 4 um and then going into that i think saw 5 is kind of like the nice ending of the epilogue you know it's kind of like here's the ending of the, everything after jigsaw um, yeah which obviously we'll get to um but I, I think like when this movie started especially re-watching it i was blown away like i think this movie's fairly long um mm. and it has a lot of stuff in the middle that they could easily cut um yeah the pacing at the start i think is phenomenal like it begins right where the last film left off which i think is awesome you know we never got that with um with yeah two. with two um so obviously beginning with matthews um which i i'd forgot that they actually got uh, yeah I'd, I'd forgotten all about that so it was kind of like oh it's awesome and then obviously you get like the the tease of him gonna cut his saw or saw his foot off and he doesn't and he just smashes it with the with the toilet that obviously killed zep and it's like that's all insane and really graphic that's Um, awesome and it yeah it is graphic but his foot's never getting out of that no (laughs) how he did you still got a heel bro like he twisted it do you remember he snapped his heel off no it was awful But like that was it so was brutal. awful it was awful but i I'm thought that still was such a cool like little throwback to one but also um you know going uh, like almost beyond it in a way um, yeah well you can just you could just tell that like me and you back in the day would have been like tapping each other like that's 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 the, that's the toilet that killed zep <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, like it's so cool seeing that again. Obviously, we 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 only briefly talked about it, but the reveal at the end of Saw Two when they go back to that bathroom mm. and you just see like you see Gordon's foot, you, and then you just see two dead bodies, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you just remember all the hell that they went through. Yeah, um, but yeah, to go back to that scene, I I really wasn't expecting it. Um, obviously with like Amanda at the end of Saw Two saying game over. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he just like leaves the room, and then it says Saw Three. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to like like what is essentially the next introduction the, the main trap so that's like a really awesome cliffhanger because you know yeah. that they're going to show you what happens to that i think it would be obscene if that was just the only scene you know from saw 2 oh of course yeah. um so i'm really glad that they put that in there really early on then they give you a good 45 to maybe even over an hour before they actually show you quite what a long way matthews mm. enough to like you've forgotten but then when it happens you're like oh sick we get to see this i um, um... The, the, Saw 3 was also like I think that's probably why like I remember having quite a bit of disappointment after Saw 3 because mm. obviously Jigsaw's gone and Amanda's gone Yeah, and I'm like who's this Jeff guy <laughs> but like um, like watching it again I'm still so like I'm I'm fine with the whole Jigsaw thing now but I'm still disappointed with Amanda because like in this movie they do such a good job of um retconning like saw one and two to mm. to show her like in in her involvement yeah um obviously like you know her capturing um adam and then kind of you know setting things up and, and all of that stuff and i just thought all of those scenes were fantastic mm. obviously um the reasoning for jigsaw turning on amanda ultimately um uh, it it makes sense but it also doesn't because he's like oh you're a murderer i'm like bro you're a murderer yeah like you, you know because like the whole like i despise murderers thing and yeah. that i was a little bit like come on like but again he's you... not he's not self-aware at all like he no genuinely no believes what true. he's saying but he's true just, he's just, he does he's believe his bullshit yeah, <laughs> yeah and i guess i just believed it for so long as well he got <laughs> yeah. me he got me yeah. i'd have been i'd have been amanda um <laughs> But yeah, I, I think like it is a shame because like the scene where she when she goes back and finishes Adam off, mm. like and like to have to have like Lee back for that and yeah. to, to show that is just awesome. Um, it's an awesome way to like show what happened to his character. Like when you see two, you just assume he he just starved. Yeah, just rotted, yeah. yeah, and like it's cool that like um, you know we get to see that. Um, but that was almost like a, it wasn't a murder. It was almost like a sympathy. Like she yeah. went there to finish him off because she didn't want him to suffer so much. So like I don't really see that as a straight up murder. And even Eric Matthews, like she didn't have a lot of choice. Yeah, and it, it was a weird one because um you know it seemed like she didn't want other people getting the chances that she had. Um and and it was a sense of John yeah says, I guess like, that's it yeah John John says you know we we give them every chance to get out you know and it's like you know mm. the, the same with Gordon the same with Adam if he just somehow survived and then eventually Gordon would have brought help back to him because that's obviously what we assume at the end of one it's yeah like, that's fair game you got out of the game um and the same way with Matthews you know it's like if you smash your foot in and I've just happened to shut the door you know I could have locked that door but I just chose not to for some reason um if you can just get out of this place fair enough mm. that's within the rules um mm. so I think that's that's what irked him so much because he's such a stigler for the rules in a lot of times yeah really funny well um, and, and you and in this movie he 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 keeps saying to amanda how important the rules are for the current mm, game yeah um obviously it is funny because when you see kerry's trap you are like she's straight up got a, a cage into her rib cage that's gonna rip her open like mm. there's no way she's getting out of that ever 
And oh, I remember well, when I detective, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is Kerry, isn't it? Yeah, detective Kerry, yeah. Yeah, um, and um, like I, I, I really enjoy that. That like I remember when I first watched it, and I was like, that's that's a weird sort. Like it's an awesome scene, but like it's a weird saw trap. And then like the fact that um, she like reveals herself to Kerry, and mm. she's like you, and obviously you don't realize it's um, Amanda yeah, at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought that was. Um, you know, I thought I thought it was really well done, like to show that different kind of way of doing traps. But I almost kind of like that, and it would have been cool if the franchise had gone that way, because it kind of does anyway with these yeah, just crazy I mean, traps I, that people can't get out of. I have a lot of questions of. about that, um, which I'll get to in just a sec. Like just to go back to the start of the film, where you're talking about the uh, the uh, the trap, you know, the rib cage and that. Mm. Um, obviously, we we get the 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 teaser, the cliffhanger for what happened at the end of Saw Two. Then mm. the next scene is we see this trap where um, that's the guy where he's got all the chains, isn't it, through his body? Um, where he has all oh, the chains that one, for his yeah. skin and he has yeah. a chain for his mouth as well. Yeah, um, the so one for his mouth is just so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, so like, you're so never we, getting out of that. <laughs> we see that, and that's that's told in a really cool way because you have mm. like the the three detectives or you know all talking about it, um, mm. whilst you know it's already happened. But then who's the third flash. detective? <laughs> yeah, well, which we'll get to. So, the, <laughs> but I just I, I want to talk first about how that trap is shown on screen. I think it's really cool because it's mm. already happened. So they're talking about what happened in the room how he could have got out but then we also keep flashing back to you know seeing the actual trap yeah well it, it's it's similar to how it is done in one but but you because in, in one you kind of see the end the aftermath times, yeah. then then you get the trap and then you get them talking about it again in the room whereas mm. this one it goes backwards and forwards backwards and forwards in a really cool way yeah like and yeah i thought it i thought it was done excellent yeah so that's really cool and then obviously you know that scene is massively important. You have um, Kerry and uh, what's the guy's name? Is Rig, it, uh, isn't it? Yeah, Rig. So you have the two returning characters from Saw Two, mm. um, who are also talking a lot about Matthews and trying to find him, which is again is teasing later on, which I really enjoy. Um, but then, yeah, you you see this uh, other random dude called uh, Forensic Mark Hoffman, and <laughs> he. I had no idea we were rewatching this movie. He was in this film at all. No, I thought um, he came in in four. Yeah, I, I had no Yeah, exactly. I thought it was retconning. I thought it was, oh, damn, mm. we need to add a guy for the rest of the season. But it's like, no, he was there, and he's being shady. Like, he says yeah, some real shady stuff. Um, he's looking at him in a ridiculously dodgy way. Again, re-watching this movie, it stands out more. Um, you know, he says, like, all he had to do was rip the chains off. Um, and then Riggs, like, that's all he had to do. Um, so he's already synthesized. Um, synthesized yeah, he's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe the one I put on his mouth is unnecessary. <laughs> and they're like, what? So I mean, I mean exactly. Yeah. One of the funniest things is like he he literally looks at one of the hooks and he looks at them and he just puts it in his bag. Like I'm having that for later. I'm using that again. <laughs> yeah, he's um, like, oh, which, that one. Which I'm going to keep an eye out for that to see if he does use it again. Um, which would be awesome. Uh, and, and one of the the last scenes where he's like Riggish, uh, obviously talking to um, uh, Kerry. And he mm. says, like, he's out there still somewhere, the killer. And he points just like randomly, you know, to the other side of the room. And he's literally pointing at Hoffman. <laughs> That's funny. Saying, like the killer's out there somewhere. So yeah. like, I, I just love that setup. Um, yeah, I thought that was an amazing introduction. It actually, really makes me like enjoy Hoffman's character overall in the franchise. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm movie. already like more <laughs> up on him now than I have been historically. Yeah, which I thought was great. And they also, obviously, in that scene, they talk about, um, oh, we had to, uh, you know, burst into this room. They had to break into the room. Mm. And they were like, why would he seal the door? He had no way of getting out. So they already hint there that there's unfair games. Um, yeah. Which is obviously set up immediately the next trap when, when Carrie is in her own unfair game. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I'm most confused about this, obviously, I feel like, obviously, when we watch the later films, this will be more confirmed. But 
I was having this thought when I was thinking about the movies uh, last night. Like, obviously, what's one of the main reasons why Jigsaw kind of fell out with Amanda? Mm. Is that he felt like she was doing these unfair games. Um, obviously, we know that she, like, went back and killed Adam, which is obviously straight up bad, because we saw that. Mm. Um, but were these games unfair because of Amanda, or was Hoffman already involved at this point? Well, obviously, the they both were just building unfair games for their right, own agenda. The two that we see in this film. I'm well, well certainly, certainly the Kerry one was... Uh, was Amanda. Him. No, it was Amanda. Because Amanda was, well, Amanda she was there. Herself. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but again, she might not have known it was unfair. I don't know. I thought nah. that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, wonder I, if I she think was it maybe does. Unfairly, I think it, like, yeah, like I think it does kind of play into that at some hmm. point, potentially, because we, we do obviously start to see scenes where there's the three of them and we retcon the retcon. Yeah, exactly. Um, in, the late, in the latter movies. <laughs> um, I do think that this, this one as well does... Um, Obviously, the first one we talk about being so simplistic. The second one, bigger scale, but still kind of to the roots. This one is where it does go more crazy. Mm. The the traps are very visual and very kind of in your face, and they they aren't as I don't think they're as clever, but no, they are they are not. visually impressive. I think it's all the um, stuff we've mentioned so far is like the smaller things that I really like about this movie. Mm. I love obviously all the Jigsaw stuff, all the Amanda stuff, all like the early Hoffman mm. and Matthew stuff. But actually, ultimately, we haven't talked about like the major part of this movie, which is the yeah. kind of Jeff and Lynn stuff. And I do because, think it's fairly weak. Yeah, well, because obviously the Jeff stuff, every trap involves Jeff just screaming at the person in the trap <laughs> and having like well, it starts pretty with him, much like, a simple them and then trying to yeah, save them towards the end. Every like, time, each one is the same. Yeah, and each one he has a relatively simple task to do. Mm. Um, you know, and the first one he just straight up doesn't do it, and 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 the the woman gets frozen in a very weird fashion. Like I think that trap is pretty poor. Yeah, um, I, I think that's the worst the, trap of the movie by far. Yeah, I also think the, worth mentioning while we're talking about that trap, like the fact that there is this is the first time we've seen proper nudity in the Saw films. Like, yeah, I thought that odd. stood out to me watching it. It was like this felt I way was, more I like was, a hostile trap than it yeah, did. Yeah, I was like, surprised by it. Yeah, and that is a good point that that. You know, it's full that torture. Was a, that was a difference point. to me, yeah. Where it's mm. like, oh, this has become something else now because yeah. that felt really unnecessary. In that yeah, scene. if that had been in, if that trap had been in Saw One or Two, she would have just had underwear on. Yeah, she's yeah. still dying, like mm. with or without underwear on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, she literally got frozen to death. Like. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she could have been fully clothed and she'd have still frozen <laughs> to death. Well, Jeff was struggling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he had um, the water getting sprayed on him. You know the the second trap with the the pigs going that's, into like the blender the is an awesome trap. Like mm. it is an awesome trap, but it's got such an easy um, easy way for him to stop it. But oh, yeah, I do I love the moral dilemma because yeah, it's not just a case of, of yeah, it's not just a case of do you want to decide to save this person? It's do you want to decide to save this person and lose a load of your child's memories? 100%, so like yeah. that's an awesome that's like jigsaw stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because the first one is just like she's, you, you know, she she fucked you over. Are you just going to watch her die? Whereas the other yeah. one, yeah, he has two moral decisions to make. Um, and also, they've already shown that earlier on in the movie how he's really attached to his yeah. son's possession. Yeah, so that very cleverly cool done. Makes sense. Yeah, um, um, it just, that also makes the third one even worse in context <laughs> because the third one is straight up. Oh, you might get shot in the arm a bit. It's like what? Yeah. That, that's not cool. That's not clever. No, you and he doesn't. You don't even get shot in the arm a bit. No, you, you just, just shoot the, the other guy, guy, the random guy, yeah. face because they had to kill him. Um, off. Like, and that then, then really he gets silly. the key and it's just like he looks around for the keyhole a little bit and then then he's just like sorry and just like hugs his head as it gets twisted. 
Peter Brand. Yeah. It's because I remember I remember thinking that trap back in the day was one of my favorites. Right. And yeah, rewatching, I was like, it's it's better than the freezing one, but it's yeah, the 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 pig one is by far the best trap. Yeah, and I think obviously I think the first two, but definitely the second one, he has the most to say and the most interesting stuff to say while he's getting tortured. Whereas mm. the third one, that is the driver. That's what it's all been linked yeah, to. Yeah. And he, he just he doesn't say anything to him other than like No, oh, he's like, like help me help up, me. man. Like, he's, God, he's never talking me. about what he went through, yeah. whether he went through personal anguish himself, you know, killing yeah, a child yeah. or anything like that. There's none of that. So like yeah, yeah, I think that's that's the worst part of this movie for me, is is the mostly the third trap. But also yeah. just the pacing of the free traps just doesn't work yeah. that well. Especially but I do because think... he's taking ages to walk through this place. Yeah. <laughs> like, because we're I seeing think, a lot I of think Amanda watching, and stuff in I think watching this one, uh, one thing I would say as well, the, the brain surgery scene mm. is still just, just like, awful it, to watch. It's yeah. just, it's so, it looks so crazy. Mm. Um, I remember back in the day being like super like mama that's crazy and and it is again but it does it does also lead into that kind of you know there is that kind of you know surgery porn torture porn like yeah. you know kind of terminology that's thrown around and it is funny that the franchise quickly becomes that mm. um, I do think for, for me I think the trilogy is fantastic but three certainly does take it does dip a toe into that the the next trilogy or the next four films that that is a step down from the rest of the franchise like i think um it it's it starts to it it starts to show where the franchise is going to go and in the direction that we don't necessarily want it to go Mm. you know at the end of three it would be a a fantastic way to end it and obviously it's had some you know a bit of weird traps and gone a little bit you know more that way but still an awesome ending but then with suddenly you've got saw um you've got jigsaw and amanda dead you've got a sequel on the way and then and what you left with you're just left with trying to upscale the traps it kind of put the franchise in a really difficult position yeah which um, is why i think you know the best position would have been to finish it um yeah unfortunately i think we talk about this a lot that that's not the way these things work and it's just you know the same with tv shows if they're popular they run them into the ground and, and if a film's popular they're going to keep making them and, and that's a shame because i think like what's interesting as well is that this was the only film that james wan came back for um he obviously wrote this with lee um so obviously after darren directed and wrote the second one um this was straight up written by lee and james yeah it's, which is it's cool. the only other film outside of the first one um so it's great that they they had him back and i feel like it almost was you know let's bring him back to end this thing and mm. end it in a satisfying way mm. um obviously this movie like killed it at the box office again so that's obviously why they kept making yeah it. definitely um but i think that is why this is so interesting um so well linked with amanda with jigsaw the way it ties it all together mm. obviously we see a lot of like um, like we mentioned earlier amanda setting up the traps in the first yeah film. and that's probably why it was retcon so well you know because exactly. I, I think i think it was you know it felt like a satisfying way you know it didn't feel cheap that she killed uh adam yeah it, it felt satisfying and right for the franchise you know sometimes you know they they'll wreck on these scenes and it doesn't seem right but it did seem yeah. right so yeah, yeah that felt like it was always supposed to be there like it didn't feel you know mm. like crowbarred in um like just briefly we also you mentioned earlier you know like amanda's dying in this movie and i think mm. that is that is a it's a disappointment only because you know, it's, Only because uh, of her potential as a villain going forward. 
Yeah, and it's also, it's just not what this movie's remembered for, because 10, 15 minutes later, Jigsaw dies, and yeah. so this is the movie where Jigsaw dies, it's not the movie where Amanda dies, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's that that moment shouldn't get overshadowed, um, it would have, you know, would have been a great moment to have in Saw 4. Um, it, it's a shame that it has to happen after this, I do feel like those two, like, pacing-wise, again, I think the start of this movie, fantastic, goes a bit slow in the middle, um, the reveals towards the end are great, but it's a shame that we don't get to fester on it. You know, we see Jigsaw's moment where he's like looking into Amanda's eyes, like you know, explaining mm. the st- in explaining the game and saying you failed. Um, obviously bringing in Jeff, which is where it all ties together. But then we immediately straight go into like the right here's going to be our conclusion. Yeah. You know, Jeff, you think you're in control, but you're not. Don't kill me. Listen to what I'm saying, which obviously goes into Jigsaw's death. Um, yeah. And I, and I do think that. The pacing of the final 10 or 15 minutes of this this film is mental. Like, it, it goes way too quick. Yeah. Because we, we just don't get a second to think about Amanda. Well, like I said, that, 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 last, that last bit where you just get that 30-second reel of everything that's happened in the franchise, yeah. it is it's awesome but it is also just like my god my brain just got like yeah. fried but it's i think it's in this one i think i think it is though that they didn't have like a twist because obviously mm. jigsaw and amanda dying is a it's not a, i mean i wouldn't describe it as a twist would you i mean I know, obviously it's a hell of a twist if they would have just but everyone died in that room <laughs> yeah I quite like that where it's like amanda guess, dies obviously yeah. then um he kills jigsaw. i guess i guess it is a cool twist that it is because obviously jigsaw dying isn't a massive twist because he's he's been on a clock since the first film yeah um but i think uh, amanda dying live... and that way is a is a twist of sorts but but it but do you know what i mean it's it's more of um it, it's more of an M night where you're saying like it's a twist, but it, it's not the punch in the face like one and two. I don't no. think. Um, but so, so that's why to give you that kind of adrenaline rush that you come out of the cinema buzzing, it, it gives you that crazy thirty seconds at the end of the movie. That it, it really does feel like you're on a roller coaster. Yeah, I, I still I really like the end of this film. I just think mm. it goes way too quickly. Um, because yeah. like even Lynn, who's obviously. Like, we spend so much time with Lynn, and I don't think she's a very likable character. No. Um, she, you, you don't really get a reason to care for her whatsoever. No, um, not whatsoever. what you find out about her is she's, like, not a great person anyway, so I don't really care that she died. Um, mm. And they really gloss over, like, the whole movie is set around, like, oh my god, look at this crazy trap you have on your neck. And then when it actually gets used, it's, like, it's actually off-camera. They just cut to her, like, destroyed body. Was kind um, of hilarious, though, that cut. Yeah, it is good. Um, but again, it's like a million miles away. You know, we've already seen Jigsaw die, and then we we don't even get to like calm down from that because then Lynn's head suddenly exploded, and then Jeff suddenly locked in his room for eternity, and then suddenly his daughter's been captured. It's yeah, just like, it's just like what? Like, there's so much. There's there's too much. I feel like I think they overridden the daughter. The daughter being captured as well. Like, I don't know how like crazy Jigsaw would have to be to believe that that's a good thing just to let a young girl starve to death. Yeah, I know, right? He's, a good, he's not a murderer, though. <laughs> yeah, like, he just... Well, I guess he didn't die a murderer in his eyes, you know? He's like, well, I'll just mm. straight up murder a little girl in, in my death, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, that one... Like, that one seemed like a stretch way too far. Yeah. Like, all of the other ones, I'm like, I'll kind of give you it. Like, oh, cops do bad things. I killed mm. some cops, you know? But, but a little girl... I always cottoned it off as well to, like, well, they're after him, and they're trying to stop his work. Therefore, in his eyes, you know, they are bad people. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. a little girl, she's she's yeah, got she just she wrong. just got shitty parents, like, yeah. and had a horrible thing happen to her. 
I feel like um, James Wan like wrote this thread as kind of like, I don't believe in this. I'm just going to leave this here. And then if you guys want to run with this thing and continue to make, I guess, him some money because he might have earned some it. Like, there you go. Yeah, God <laughs> like, here's yeah. how you run for the next four films. I'm not going to be involved with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, good luck. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, You've... I killed Jigsaw. Yeah. He's on. like, he, yeah, he's like, by the way, after two, you signed Tobin Bell into a five film contract, <laughs> but he's now dead. Have fun Good with luck. that screenwriters. I'm <laughs> yeah, off to make Conjuring. <laughs> oh, I'm off to make like what was it? Yeah, Fast Furious. Oh yeah, Dead Dead Silence. Oh well, no, because there was the the Kevin Bacon film. Oh Christ, yeah. Do you remember that? There was like uh, yeah. the Dead Silence was around that time as well. Yeah. Um, it was yeah it was oh, Dead Silence and Death Sentence were both 2007, so yeah. the following year from Saw Three. <laughs> All over it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um. But yeah, it is. It's still a great film. Like I think yeah. it's just that is the it's the first of the three where I actually have any sort of nitpicking because I don't have any problems with one and two. Yeah. Um, except maybe Zep in one, but like in like two, I don't think there's anything that bothers me in two. Um, no. So yeah, I think that's obviously a fantastic start to the franchise. Um, yeah. We talked about we'd have loved it to end at that point, but it didn't. <laughs> Maybe I mean who knows? We've not seen these movies for a long time. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing these four movie, the next four movies, and and seeing what we actually think of them. Kind of years removed from it, you know, we're not we're not so in that world right now. We can just look back on it and see you know see where we land. Yeah, br- brief thoughts just to kind of it'd be fun to gauge it. But do, do you have any feelings about any of the next four films? No. Not really. <laughs> I mean, no, not really. I remember kind of four linking, like enjoying the linkage to. to I remember, I remember I know enjoying the Jeff link it, to, to the enjoying that link to three, mm. and being like, oh, that's really cool that they've managed to like crowbar another movie out of three. Mm. Um, and then like yeah, and then cause, like so I remember not disliking four. Right. And I remember then thinking like five is then like it's not really the way I want it to be with like Hoffman and everything else, but I'm like mm. it's it's a decent it's a good movie. And then yeah, just six being like meh, and then seven just being like I don't have the utmost hate for it like you, so therefore mm. I think it's fine. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. I didn't I didn't want to like like punch something when I left the cinema. So mm. I <laughs> you know that I think, was something. I think I did punch something. I mean, I think you might have. <laughs> I think you've ripped the poster up or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even remember Saw 4, like, at all. Like, obviously, now, knowing where it begins, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I remember that that's the initial plot, but I can't remember who else is in it or anything. So I'm actually It's rigged. It's, it's all rigged. Oh, is it? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it, he, he's the one, but he's, in, he's not confined to a warehouse. He's, like, going around the city finding right. different traps that have been set for him. Hoffman as well, so... Um, yeah, no... Really? Because, because, because. Well, we'll, we'll well there is. That. There's more, but yeah. Yeah. There, I, in my mind, there's obviously more, but there's more of him as Hoffman, the cop, obviously. Mm. Um, and then you know, get get the reveal. Yeah, so I don't, I don't remember four, but then I remember liking five. I remember thinking five was like a very decent film with a very satisfying ending. Um, mm. And then I remember just thinking, I saw six. I literally can't remember a single thing that. No, happened me neither. Me neither. Um, and then saw seven. I absolutely detested from the get go. I thought yeah. the, the, the the twist killed it for me from the get go. It was so obvious, and I just just hated that film. Um, it, it actually, one of the little things that bugged me as well is that it is called Saw 3D. Like, it, I really enjoyed the fact that there was one a year and it was just Saw 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Like, there was a real nice continuity to it. And they mm. had to go and mess it up with 3D. They could have just... Like, I still call it Saw 7. That's what I'm going to continue to call it. Yeah, me too. Um, 
but yeah, I refuse so to acknowledge it. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm, like, I think mm. after after we've watched those, then we'll talk about more um, what we hope to get from Jigsaw. Um, yeah, definitely. Because it's obviously hard to do from this place right now, but so far so good for Saw franchise. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Jigsaw's not dead. That's what I hope from from three. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I so my my guess is that in Jigsaw, like I I don't know why, but I feel like it's gonna end up being a prequel in some ways. I just I just have that feeling, that gut yeah. Feeling. Like I haven't watched the trailer or anything. I know the synopsis is like ten years after Jigsaw's death, um, but I don't believe that for a second because I just yeah. know they they want to get him back. Like I feel like the perfect way to end Jigsaw would be you know in the bathroom from one. <laughs> yeah, or Amanda's but, scene. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, because that's mm. kind of one of the earliest traps we see so far, isn't it? Like camera wise. Yeah. So yeah. That'd be that'd be a good thing, but um, mm. yeah, but all that good stuff to come. Um, shall we take a short break and then talk about some games? Let's do it. Oh, video games. <laughs> Where are you going with that tangent? Well, just just been just been playing a few this past week. Um, nothing yeah, like boy. massively. Um, the, you know we're we're still on the horizon, shall we say, for a lot of big releases. Uh, some big Switch games coming soon, which is awesome. Um, so I'm, yeah. I've been kind of using my time wisely, where, where it is slow to just try and get through a few games that I was like interested in at the start of the year, but didn't really get a chance to play. Um, one of those being Rhyme. Um, mm. which came out uh, I think it was like May it wasn't too long ago no not that um, long ago yeah so it, it, yeah it came out in May and it's on obviously uh, PS4 Xbox and PC um, but it is coming to Switch November um, so that was kind of like I was really going to wait for the Switch version um, I, I think it's really cool that they ported it to Switch definitely um, they, they, they've they made a big reveal about or a big deal about it. it has like a boxed version which is really difficult for them to make because they are a small studio hmm. Um and it has a really nice box art to it, so I was kind of like really wanting to buy that. But it was also a game that I just really wanted to play for a while. And it is on sale. I don't know if it's still currently, but it was on at least like 40% off on, on PS4 and PC where I played it. Um, so I was kind of like wanting to jump into it now. Um, it's This is an interesting one because I feel like with games more so than films... It is a case of like, oh, you know, you either enjoyed it or you didn't. Because if you didn't really enjoy it, you probably wouldn't continue to play it. Um, mm. Whereas films, it's almost like, oh, I'm committed. There's only 30 minutes left to yeah. finish it. Um, whereas, like, I was, I'm really torn on this game because I, I honestly don't know uh, coming out at the end of it whether I reckon it's good or not. Um, <laughs> it, it has, it has a lot of things going for it which I really enjoyed. Like the, the art style is beautiful. It, it looks like almost like a slightly even prettier version of the witness um it has that kind of really like cartoony but then kind of cell shaded but then also like fairly realistic if that makes sense yeah it's not as it's not as cell shady as like wind waker but it's like more realistic than the witnesses um but it yeah it just it looks really nice um the type of game it is it's kind of a it's difficult it's similar to journey in kind of you walk around you do light exploration with so, with some kind of platforming puzzles in, in it as well um but everything's super light it is just a lot of walking around looking at things oh here's a puzzle uh, it's fairly easy to do and you move on mm. um so it's kind of like i was looking for just a relaxing chill you know beautiful game to play that was maybe a few hours um one of the kind of worst things about this game is that it feels way too long 
Um, it, it says it's about six hours, but it felt it honestly felt longer to me. Um, it was a game that like I wanted to play in one or two sittings. You know, these types of games because I thought it was going to be yeah. shorter. Um, like Tacoma, I beat in one sitting. Edith Fincher beat in one sitting. Like all these games, Firewatch. Like I love beating Journey. Like. Uh, inside you know I, I never want to like pick them up multiple times i want to just be yeah 100 percent um so th- that was not the right attitude going into this game and for people that are going to check it out because i do think it does have some good stuff which i'll get to um i think definitely like the switch would be good because playing it in 30 minute increments and then spreading it out you, across, you can like, just say the switch seconds. would be good and stop there bro <laughs> definitely but like playing that in really small increments uh over and then playing it you know over a course of a month as opposed to trying to finish it in a couple of days would help because the thing I definitely liked the least is you just do the same things over and over again. Um, mm. It made me appreciate games like Inside, where they like they come up with like a game mechanic and you use it once or twice and then they move on, um, or they show you know an area that's like really beautiful and it took ages for them to make, but then you just run through it and you never see it again. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with this game, they they do spend a lot of time with making the areas like look pat themselves on the back. Yeah, and so it really felt like that, because I'm like, man, you made a really awesome area, and this looks sick, but now you've made me spend, like, an hour in this area, uh, you've you've come up with a cool game mechanic, but I've then used it to the point that I don't think it's a cool game mechanic anymore, before it, then introducing me to another cool uh, game mechanic, so it really, it, the pacing is really off with this game. Um, it's almost like I feel about this movie, uh, I feel about this game, like I said earlier, about a film where... We say sometimes, oh, there's a great film buried in here, um, but the editing or something's off and it's just an okay film. And I really feel like it is about like <clears throat> about this with Rhyme, where I think it's an okay game. I think there's a fantastic game hidden within it. Um, but it's not the game that we got, unfortunately, where it's just, it's just way too long. Like, uh, that isn't my main issue with it. It's... Um, it's really funny that you say that before you go into, like, other games you've played that, uh... If I if you if I was to have started this conversation talking about Hellblade, <laughs> I would have literally mimicked everything you've just said there. Oh really? I got that. I, I want to play it. <laughs> I have the exact same things with Hellblade, where I'm like, I've I've not I've, I'm like right at the end now, mm. and I, I feel like the game has overstayed its welcome. I enjoy, yeah. I really love like the the horror and like having it with headphones on and the voices and everything that I said last week. Um, and there's a couple of really cool set pieces in it, but the the journey is just solving these same puzzles, and it's the mm. same puzzle over and over again, and it, then it's the same few enemies, and the combat is just very basic. But for me, like last week I was saying, it's not about the combat, but there's just so much combat and puzzle, and, and yeah. the same puzzle, that you are just doing the same thing, and it's almost like this would have been just so much better as a three-hour, or no, mm. two-hour walking simulator with a horror walking simulator instead of this six hour game that has puzzles and combat um and it was such it's such a weird choice that that leaves me very like i say i'm not at the end yet so if maybe this maybe this has like a crazy good ending but but i'm like i would have i would have beat it if i was into it just so it just shows that like it's already become a bit of a struggle for me to beat yeah. Um, considering it's only a six-hour game, so it's a shame because some of the imagery and, like, I, like I say, I love what it's doing with the sand, but it is a, it is a weird one that I would, I wouldn't, you know, be strongly recommending it. And and I, I mimic, like I say, basically just everything you said about rhyme. Yeah, but towards weird. Hellblade, which is really like that's why I was just laughing to myself mm. when you were talking about it. Cause that's I, a shame because I was, I was looking forward to playing Hellblade. Um... Mm. It's weird. Because yeah, people as was I say, rhyme. <laughs> it's weird because people say like, oh, you know, all games are repetitive. It's just whether you enjoy the act. Yeah, know, whether you, you're doing. yeah, whether you enjoy and the so, circle. 
it's really interesting because like zelda you know i've I've put like 150 hours into that and it is you know Mm. you are doing a lot of the same things but the things are so good that it doesn't matter whereas with rhyme it feels like i played way more of rhyme than i have zelda and that game is only like eight hours long i think i think though they like i mean obviously zelda is one of the best games of all time but you 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 know each shrine is slightly different and the combat is slightly different and the combat's fun and varied and there's a lot of different things and there's tons of different weapons like hellblade you have a sword that's it you have no (laughs) other weapons you don't upgrade it you have strong attack weak attack block and and then you then there's about four different enemies so that so the combat you know i mean it's not in depth so that's that that circle of combat is not exciting the puzzles are there's a shape in a door you have to find that shape somewhere in the world and just just zoom in on it and, and that's, that's, that's really the puzzle similar to the puzzles in rhyme <laughs> that's so funny i was gonna say so, it has like these kind of similar puzzles to the witness where it is a perspective thing where you'll see a door and it, you, there's like a line around it so you have to like look for a certain area to unlock the door yeah well that's every door that's locked has has two or three symbols in it and those symbols are just like lines like blair witch kind of you know mm. type things and and you just have to go around like i say the the the, the area you're, you're in and again like you said they build these really beautiful areas but they make you stay in them to the utmost degree because you're trying to find this this symbol mm. um i found them all reasonably easy to find um which is good but yeah. it's just like i say i've i've i'm in the final part of the game now and i've just gone through three doors in a row where i've just kind of had door enemy closet door enemy closet and i'm just like yeah this this last 40 minutes is completely unnecessary i could have just Mm. gone door final boss or whatever and they've just tried to give me an extra hour Mm. um yeah that's exactly how i felt about this game yeah like why are you making me do the same thing again which is a shame because like when we spoke last week i think it was you know um uh, when i spoke about it i just got like a really cool bit in hellblade and it would have been almost like if that was two-thirds through and then and then it was a short bit to finish but that's almost Mm. like halfway the bit i got up to and so yeah it's just it's just a pacing thing which really does it's a shame it's just hilarious that we've played two vastly different games and it's the exact same thing yeah it's really weird <laughs> it, it, it just it really makes me appreciate games like inside where they really yeah. don't overstay their welcome yeah. um even though already finch man different. yeah exactly yeah just an absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. game but yeah so i, I don't know man right i am really torn on this game i thought yeah. it was decent enough i think people should check it out if they're into that sort of game um because it is like the the, the soundtrack as well i absolutely adored um, mm. but i think definitely what i would recommend you know switch it up i've said yeah that would be the way to do it and definitely play it in small you know set sessions because i wanted to get it done so i played it maybe three four hour sessions or mm. it felt a lot long people are saying it's like six to eight hours i'm telling you it wasn't you probably played it for like three hours <laughs> well yeah because i was literally running throughout this entire game but all you can do is you can run you can shout and you can pick up stuff they're, they're the only three buttons um and there's a jump button so that, that's literally it sweet um so it's not like there's any other crazy like combat or anything to it it's just like move this thing here run play it with one one half of a joy con (laughs) you can definitely do that um but yeah that's pretty much all i played really like i I played like a tiny bit of overwatch in the past week um i really wanted to get to level 100 which i've finally done (laughs) um which feels cool like that's not much for many people but that was something that i always wanted to do because i've been close for a while 
Um, so that just felt really nice. It's, it's still a great game. Ridiculous how old that game is, and it's still good. Um, just this week, they've announced like a new map and stuff, so it, it's great. Hmm. Like, it's, it's still it's my go-to like little fun game where yeah. I want something to play. Um, I got I got briefly on that Sonic Sonic Mania. Yeah, my mine is extremely briefly. I played like I, two levels. <laughs> I just realised that i'm not a sonic fan yeah i just play it i mean i'm i'm like Sonic's you know we, 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 we spoke about this like uh, you know off air but yeah i just sonic was never that great and this is this is dif- you know as far as i can everything i've read this is the best sonic game that i could play mm. and i'm like i'm still just not that on board with it i'm like it's fine but i would still prefer to play crash mm. let alone mario Hmm. you know yeah like i'm a good give me give, give me a good say. rayman game <laughs> I'm, I'm currently playing through what people say is the worst 3d mario in super mario sunshine and it's incredible <laughs> yeah and it's stopping you play mania yeah <laughs> um i think it's i think it's good i like we mm. we said we just don't know whether we're playing sonic wrong because yeah. i just feel like i'm not well, playing it the right way with the game um <laughs> because I've never, like help that felt that way about any other yeah game. i'm just like when 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 i slow the game down i feel like the game is broken and it's not being played right and when i speed run through the level i feel like i've just missed the level out and like and also, with this having unlockables yeah i'm kind of like was there an indicator as to when i should stop running or yeah. not or is it lucky like... well and there's there's some, some tunnels you go in are you no longer have control so you could let go of the buttons and then some other tunnels you're still in control of and i don't know it's just i'm just it's weird. I'm enjoying it, and like it's, <clears throat> it certainly is a good Sonic game. So if you love Sonic, then this this definitely is a great, or even a great Sonic game, mm. for for Sonic. But what does that mean in terms <laughs> of greatness for for a game? Full stop. Not it much. means it's it means it's a good game. Mm. Like you know, <laughs> but um, yeah. And other than that, I've I've played a little bit. I've well, I've played quite a bit of Graceful Explosion Machine on the oh, Switch. Yeah. Um, which I've been enjoying playing more than Sonic. Um, mm. I, I like myself a little bit of a 2D shooter. Um, you know, I was a big fan of Resogun um, and and those sorts of things. And, and this feels just like a lesser version of Resogun. Like it's you certainly. See, um, Housemark have had two games. Come yeah, out, they? yeah. Um, Matter like of four looks interesting. Have, yeah, barely any of them have got sort of any sort of coverage. I know it's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm. I think it's good, Graceful Explosion Machine, if you like that sort of thing. But certainly there are better ones out there. But yeah. um, on the Switch as well, like, um, and it was on offer, so that's why I got it. Um, so it's like six pound, and, and I've put a few hours into it and enjoyed it. So, you know, pretty pretty good money well spent there. But no, nothing really exciting to say about it because it is just like if you've seen if you've seen a trailer for it, you know what you're going to get, and then it's just like a fun little challenge to do each level. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I have got a little exciting game set on my shelf ready to pick up after Fright Fest. Have you? I have uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Ooh. So that arrived today. I'm going to resist and I'm going to, instead of play it now for a few hours, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will wait until after Fright Fest. But yeah. yeah. I'm really curious how long that thing is. Because like, mm. I'm curious about the whole what, thing. It's long, yeah, it's longer than what people thought it was going to be, but it's also like Uncharted 4 was extremely long. Um, mm. so it's not going to be anywhere near that sort of length so yeah I mean I'm interested to hear people's thoughts on that it seems, it seems to be going down pretty well I'm just I just have zero interest in it like I said like, I think I'll, I'll get to it eventually but you know there's there's too many games to play for me to worry about playing another Uncharted game after, yeah. after so soon after 4 which I adored so I know what you mean I'm just never going to give up the opportunity to play a Naughty <laughs> Dog game I think mm. that's the thing yeah so yeah 
Hopefully it's cool. Um, and yeah, obviously Mario Rabbids is out this week as well for Switch. So. Oh my god. There's so many games coming out. We're not even in the, the thick of it yet. <laughs> but yeah, that was our special Saw retrospective, focusing on the first three movies. Oh um, yeah. Hope you, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, a real special a one next if, week. Yeah, it, and also if you are a, a fan of Saw, let us know because we we love Saw. You know, even if it, it does go Ooh. a bit poor towards the end. Um, and I, I do think it doesn't get a fair shake. So hit us up with your favorite saw, like memories and thoughts. Um, and yeah, the next, you know, the next week the real fun begins. Like probably the, our best time of the year, pretty much. Um, you know, last year we had an absolute ball watching Thirty One. This year we've got some good films to watch. So, can we re? Can we retain those those heights of Thirty One? I really hope so. The, you know, I've got some real high hopes for both the films we're seeing. So. Yeah, we'll be getting those, and then obviously, like a lot of big cinema releases around the corner, it is mere weeks away. So there's a lot of good stuff. Great time to be a horror fan, as always. Um, yeah, that is episode 61. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you very soon. See you later, everyone. Could I start now?